Let's get it. Welcome to a very special edition of Grizz Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving, even after a tough loss. <laughs> Love to hear that, man. We need to be surviving and thriving here today. We are doing today's Grizz Talk in person because Coop is going out of town. We're going to keep it in person next week as well, so I'll be heading off to Dallas but yeah, I, it's good to be in person. You know, we do our other pod in person, but you know, I kind of, I kind of like this vibe too. <laughs> I kind of like this vibe too. We have so much to get into today, including Jaron making his return on national TV Tuesday night against the Pelicans. Also, John Morant put on an absolute show, Clinic. even in the loss. We're going to discuss our favorite moments from that. But first, we're starting off with some very, very sad news, and Desmond Bain missing the next two to three weeks with a grade two toe sprain. Coop, what was your first reaction to hearing uh, Dez out? He obviously missed the Washington Wizards game on Sunday. We thought it was something small. We, You know, Ja was sitting out. We, we just thought, you know, we're sitting out everybody. But, no, he's going to miss the next two to three weeks. I think the only word I had on the text that I sent you was fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reaction to it. Yeah, two to three weeks sucks. It does. Because, I mean, that – for those of y'all that didn't know, Desmond Bain was the fourth quarter fourth quarter leading scorer. Uh, so, yeah, he led the entire league in fourth quarter scoring. Yep. He was having a breakout year, an All Star caliber year, averaging twenty five six and six. And now for him to so abruptly be out of the lineup right now, yep. it really it really kills the momentum. Speak speak on Desmond Bain a little bit more. Want to change his background? Oh, you good? No. So Desmond Bain, obviously, he wasn't killing it at the first two games of the year, but we obviously hit on how well he had been playing. I mean. He'd been averaging, like, almost 30 points over the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. He'd been tearing it up. And, I mean, I don't think people understand how badly we need Desmond Bain next to Ja. Because, like, you know, it's always been one of those stories with the Grizzlies. Next man up mentality, next man up. Ja goes out for 25 games. They go 21-4 and or whatever the stat was. Exactly. And I think losing Desmond Bain is a different feel to that. It is. And the most frustrating part to me is, I mean, we all know this has been hammered into Grizzlies fans. Our starting unit of Ja Morant. Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and Steven Adams. That group only played 100 minutes all of last season. That's close to three games. Yeah. And now we have logged zero minutes this season. That's going to be continue to be zero minutes. We thought with Jaron back, oh, we'll finally get to see everybody healthy. As soon as Jaron gets back, this gets announced about Desmond Bain. That was a sad part of it. Yep. Um, there's a great guy on Twitter in street clothes. Uh, Chris Vernon obviously put me on to him. But in street clothes, it's just a doctor who looks, has a database of all these injuries in the NBA and looks at the average amount of time to return. And he had said about Desmond Bain's injury, over 150 cases of big toe sprains occurring since the 2005-2006 season. The average time loss for a big toe sprain was roughly 10 days, which is four games. Memphis's estimated timeline of two to three weeks is longer than this projection, likely due to the severity of Bain's injury. A grade two sprain means the ligaments involved in the injury have been torn. The Grizzlies have shown a tendency to take a conservative approach, blah, 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 blah. It wouldn't be surprising to see Bain's return on the latter end of the provided window. So he's he's looking at maybe three weeks. Yeah, which sucks. Uh, it does suck. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, John Moran is him. Like, he's incredible. But yeah. we that secondary score is so crucial because you look down at this roster, Jaron Jackson obviously came back from the injury. We'll get into him in a little bit. But he's – He's going to be a little rusty. And we're finally getting the respect of the best backcourt in the yep. NBA. We're getting 
love, so much love, and right when he goes down. Right. But anyways, let's get into Trip, man. He he did make his debut. You and I were at Trivia, just absolutely locked in at Brookhaven Pub <laughs> in East Memphis. Shout out to them for having the game on. Um, but there was there was a lot to dissect here. Yep. When I f- I'd watched Tip Off before I'd left for the restaurant, and I was really perplexed with the opening couple of possessions. I figured that we would do what we used to do for Valanciunas to open up every game. It'd be to get him a touch, get him active defensively, and really settle down. We didn't do that. It was a drawn-up play for Steven Adams' first play of the game, and then Ja scored after that. I have no problem with Ja scoring, but just get Jaron active, get him in it, and I didn't see that. Again. Absolutely, and obviously this is he's coming back from another lower body injury in this instance being an ankle. Get him into a rhythm. He's rusty. He's going to be rusty. Obviously, give him time. I say he's rusty because give him time. Like you look at the box score, it didn't look great. He looked better, I think, with my own eyes. But yes. box score obviously doesn't doesn't make him feel too good. But at the end of the day, get him in a flow. Get yes. him in a rhythm. Help him out. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's coming off cold turkey. Like yes. he's back in the starting lineup after offseason ankle surgery, like right. or foot surgery, whatever it was. Give the man a chance. But the thing I did love the most, no matter how bad that shot was. He still had five blocks. So Give he's back. Me. Block Panther's me. back. He is absolutely back. And you and I were freaking out at every one of them. That yeah. one at the rim, oh, my God. It was absolutely incredible. We knew he'd be rusty. I'm not going to dissect his offensive game yeah. right now. He's not in in-game shape. He couldn't do anything, too. No. And he's to on minutes restriction. And he's on minutes restriction. He's out of rhythm. Let's let's pump the brakes with how rusty Jaron is. I just hate that he's going to have to be good for us in order to win. Yeah. Especially with Desmond Bain out. I think that's a lot of pressure to put on him this early and him coming yeah. back. But the thing I did love the most, and y'all take it with what you will, six rebounds. I love that for him, especially yes. in a 25-minute span. I do too. Five blocks, one foul. Yeah. That's incredible. Like obviously, I'm telling y'all right now, be patient with the offensive game. Last year uh, when he came back after signing that extension, everybody was on his head because he was not shooting very well. And then that Clippers game, he had 30. Yes. And it was one of those things where – Give him a chance to get re acclimated. Obviously, get he's been in the gym, but this is game. This is game speed. This mm-hmm. is very different from you just sitting there. Nobody's in front of you shooting a ball. Exactly. Like, very different. Give him a chance to get back in rhythm. Obviously, I wish, like you said, the Grizzlies helped him out in that and got him in rhythm within the offense and then within the flow. But obviously, we can't control that. I, I did. I do it. I do admit. And you were there. We were sitting there watching this final minute of the game. I have some issue with Taylor Jenkins' rotations right now. And I don't ever say that. And I'm not blaming him for the loss. We got dominated last night by two incredible Grizz killers. Um, and CJ McCollum and apparently Larry Nance is now a Grizz killer. I'm just – I'm not there to blame Taylor I know, I know. Right? But why the hell is Santi Aldama finishing that game? Okay, but you, I was perplexed too with <laughs> David Roddy in with five minutes five left. Minutes. Yeah, like I was pissed about that, but like – I'm not unless this is like a this him trying to figure out he's trying to navigate this ship right now. It'd be different if it was two weeks of this. Like Well, David Riley was a minus sixteen. Let's look at his rotation minutes. with Desmond Bain out two weeks from now. That's I when I'll grade him. But David Roddy was a minus sixteen. And Jake Laravia didn't play. You and I had some very choice words about that. Yeah. You and I have no problem with David Roddy. 
He's he's gonna be he's gonna be a good. Great career. I, d- I agree. But Jake Laravia has outplayed him so far. Let Jake play right alongside John. Morant he's outshot right now. him. Yes. I'm sorry. He's outshot him in that game in particular. When you're nine for thirty five from three, you kind of need somebody who actually can shoot the ball. Be nice if we had like a sniper we just drafted on the bench. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to win a different way. I yeah. really think we are. Uh, it's gonna switch from outscoring every team and not defending at all <laughs> to hopefully defending, defending a ton because we're not gonna be able to shoot the basketball at yeah. all. You, you look at our three point shooting. Tyus Jones and and Dylan Brooks and Jake LaRavia is really going to be all we got. Exactly. I mean, you look at this game, like, I I understand y'all heard me. I'm upset. Obviously, I hate losing, but it's a one-point game. You just scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. So, like, that's kind of where I'm like, we need Ja to probably play 10 minutes in the fourth quarter as opposed to his normal six. Exactly. We need him to come in a little early. How many times did you want to punch Jose Alvarado last night? Bro, he's a prick. <laughs> I like him though. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I love watching that kid. He flipped the game. Obviously, he's not going to bounce. Like, twelve points is not like going to wow anybody. But dude, he changes that game. Him but call, he pissed I mean, off Jaw. Him having the balls to call twelve too small, and then Jaw the very next play. You and, and one. I were both like, he's not passing the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, and he he got that he got that ball, and then he he was talking his junk yeah. too. And the switch. Okay, we we can get into the job. I, I want to get this answer you answer first before we talk about John and his show. Um, how like how many wins or losses do you think we'll be five hundred without Desmond Bain? Have a losing record, winning record. How do you think we'll be? Will we, will we be able to survive without him? Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the schedule right now because I'm actually thinking if we can or not. So we got Oklahoma City Friday, we got App Oakland, we got Sacramento, New Orleans, New York Knicks, Minnesota, and Philadelphia and Detroit and Miami and OKC. I went I went four weeks just to kind of get a little extra space. Um, That's not too tough. Whew. I'm just looking at some of these teams that can actually score the ball, and that's what scares me. I, I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. We're going to have to find a different way to win because you're not scoring 120 unless you play Joff 48 minutes, which they're not going to do. We're going to have to actually rely on some guys that have not played great defense thus far to actually start playing some good defense. Right. We're going to have to start playing good defense. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Taylor Jenkins preaches defense. I do. I am a little worried that over this stretch we'll probably be around 500, uh, maybe a little over. I, w- there are some easy games in here. OKC is an easy game. I think Brooklyn, we should we should be Brooklyn. I'd be happy with being 500. Okay. I would. That makes me feel I, a I think I'm going to be I, – I would guess 500. I'd be happy to be that, just looking at what our offense was last night. Yeah. Um, because Desmond Bain, you're not just losing, you know, a second year player. Now this is an all star. You're using an all star exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging 25 points on almost 50, 60, 90 club. Like I mean, yeah. he's tearing or 60, 50, 90 club. Like he's in obliterating them. And now we're gonna have once he gets back, we're gonna have to work the rest off of him, just yeah. like we're doing right now with Jaron. It's just feels like a never ending process with the starting mm-hmm. lineup. Even though, hey, we've we've won without Ja last year, won without Jaron the year before. I mean. We've been here. Before. Yeah, and I also don't think his injury would be as profound if you had a guy like Zaire or a guy like Danny Green, who maybe they're not De'Anthony the Anthony Melton, De'Anthony Melton, even yeah. Kyle Anderson in this instant, because like maybe they're not the type of lethal shooter that he is. I mean, Danny Green once was, but it's just somebody who's competent enough to catch and shoot the ball. Exactly, it, it's somebody enough competent enough to defend their position. Losing Desmond is a lot more than just losing his 25 points per game. He can play make. He can score off the dribble. He can do a lot of small things that a lot of these guys on the team cannot do. Yeah. Speaking of Zaire, where the hell is he? I don't know. When dude. is this going to happen? Like, can we have 
front office, like for them not to be saying a word, it looking like next year. <sighs> they announced Wednesday, October 26th, that he's still experiencing some right knee soreness and expected to return four to six weeks. So we're two weeks from that diagnosis, so I'm thinking we're still going to be a month out. I think we're going to get Desmond and Zaire back roughly around the same time. If we get them back. I think they're targeting that Warriors game for him. I think they are. Too. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I know it's a little over that three week span for Desmond, but I think they're gonna be like, look, if we can get him back by that Warriors game, we're gonna be all right with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Which is fine by me. Get your get your people back want, and then whoop the shit out of them. I want to know where Zaire is. It's I do too. I, know. I do too. Um, Aldama, you and I really didn't know where he'd fit in with Jaron coming back. What he would what his role would be. Uh, BC was obviously the first four off the bench, subbed yep. in for SA, shifted Jaron to the five. Like that's been the patent thing for the past several years now. But Aldama came in and played the four alongside Brandon Clark. He was comfortable there. What was his plus minus last night? Do you know? He actually had, he was tied for the fourth plus minus. What was it? It was Jot plus five, somehow Dylan plus one. And then Steven Adams in the 13 minutes he played in Santi Aldama. Uh, are tied at minus two. So he was tied for third. Yeah, my bad. so he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad until and that five. I stretch. think if he's going to get minutes, that'd be his role. I, I didn't want to see him the first four coming off the bench. And then, yeah. I, I think that it's – what did he play, about 20 minutes last night? He played 25. He okay. played the exact – excuse me, exact same minutes as Jaron Jackson. But you also had a game – This I think this game is going to be a little different to kind of gauge because gonna, Steven Adams only played 13 minutes because we ran Jonas Valanciunas off the court, sadly. Yeah. But I think Jaron is going to be – up to up it's going to go up. Aldama is going to go down. It's going to be simultaneously Because sure. Jaron and Brandon lineups are elite, and yes. I'm so glad to see that back. Brandon had his best game of the season, in my opinion. 15 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 blocks, 6 of 12 from the field. He even made a 3. Because yeah. when he pulled up for that 3, I said, oh, shit. And uh-huh. he drilled it, and Leah goes, why'd you say that? I'm like, he won't ever shoot it again and make uh-huh. it. <laughs> you got that shit right for sure. Um, he had our best field goal percentage from 3 last night, oh, by the way. He did. He was 100%. <laughs> God, what do we go, 9 to 35, you said? 9 to 35, 25.7%. Sick. Absolutely Dope. sick. Let's, let's turn into a positive, man. Um, ja Morant, the steal. I have been on the lookout for the post game all day. I don't know if it got uploaded yet, but I did see on Twitter, DeMichael Cole, he's he, he's one of the like writers for the team, mm-hmm. and he asked, he goes, how the hell did you know that steal like, was coming? He had eyes in the back of his head. That's how. I don't know how he, he goes, did that. I knew the exact play because we run it for Jaron all the time. So he had it timed up. He Once they got in the set, he was like, I know what the play is. And he just timed it perfect and then ran it. What's did. more impressive to me is like, so obviously the play it's he's IQ, talking about. Bro. People yeah. think he's just some freak athlete. Yeah, it, it was an inbounds play uh, from on the left side of the goal. CJ McCollum's inbounding it. They were throwing it out to, I think, Larry Nance at the top of the key. Mm. Ja turns around as he threw the ball and jumps in the air and grabs it. Like you said, that's all IQ. That's Ja does his homework. He watches film, unlike Kyler Murray. Um <laughs> Kyler Murray shout out on Gristock. Shout out John it. Roser calling him Min Murray. Um <laughs> but Ja does his homework and I mean what's funny is people have always for those of y'all that don't know, I think Jack and I are fascinated by this every time we go to the games. Ja does not come out and shoot around between halftime and the third quarter. And you're probably like, why in the hell would you not want that? Like, why is that a good thing? He's sitting there game planning. He's yes. like, all right, look, this is what they're doing right now. We're going to do this to him. Yes. He's sitting there with coaches telling him how he's going to attack this team. Yeah. <laughs> like, and 
to me, I'd rather my superstar be doing that. I understand, like, shots 100%. are key, but, like, I don't need you. His shots come from two feet. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think I need him practicing the layups that he takes because he's more of a gamer anyways, but he knows what the teams run. He knows their schemes. He's very intelligent, and I think that's overlooked because of how incredibly athletic he is and how awesome he is on the court. I mean, that play, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, my God, he just jumped out of the moon. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and jumps from the free throw line layup. Dead like ass, I mean, it was, yes. was God-tier stuff, but his IQ and just his motor never stops, dude. It I love that stops. about him. Bro, and the switch hands – and then immediately throw the hands up at the ref where the F's the foul. I know. I and then the it. next play down, they can't guard me. You and I, oh, my God. I love him. When he did that dunk, I damn near jumped out of my seat. And, of course, our buddy <laughs> Alex was like, there's another video for you. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, dude, he's incredible. But I do have to ask a question. Yeah. He is sitting here at 36 minutes. He was our – he was – Second on our team. Can you guess who the other two? There were two people tied for the most minutes played last night. Can you guess the other two? So Jaw was second. Jaw was second at 36 minutes. Um, obviously wasn't Jaron, wasn't SA. Nope. It wasn't the rookie. Nope. Dylan Brooks. It was Dylan Brooks at 37 minutes and another starter. Jitty for the city. It was John Conchar. Hey, two for two. Shut John up. Conchar and Dylan Brooks led us in minutes. Obviously, I'm not like making that a story or anything like that. But, but that's still. John Conchar. I love John Conchar. John but to an extent, should be playing more than both of them. He should be playing more than both of them. And I love John Conchar, but I feel like we're throwing him too many minutes. Would they play 38? Fast. He played 37. 37. Switch it. Get Jaw 37, 38. Even though it's just two minutes different, I'm telling you, Jaw on the floor makes a difference. Are you worried about Tyus Jones? I know I'm throwing this at you cold turkey, but no. are you worried about Tyus Jones? No, I'm not. You're not at all worried? No, bro, because people forget. Like, he's getting keyed on a hell of a lot more this year, and we don't have a swing swing to demelt. Or I know. Really. And that, I'm telling you, that's why I'm – why is LaRavia not playing? Is he hurt? Yeah. Like, tell us if he's hurt, because why do we not have a guy that can stand in the corner and hit a three? Yeah, you're exactly right. He has the, one of the purest shots on this team aside from Desmond Bain. Mm-hmm. But Tyus was minus 17 last night in this game. It is what it is. We're going to have to run that John Tyus lineup because we have no We have shooting. no other, yeah. No exactly. shooting. Obviously, that's a lot. Get into a trade that uh, you wanted to talk about. For those of y'all out there, I don't even want to say it now with you. I was so happy, happy in prep when he was telling me this, dude. I literally was smiling from ear to ear. Go ahead. So for Dylan Brooke lovers, close your ears. No, there. If y'all are still a Dylan Brooke lover, y'all are clearly not watching the basketball hey, games. Hey, hey, be nice to DB lovers, man. Look at him. He looks. He looks like he's about to go shoot thirty. I was listening to an NBA national podcast. Shout out through the wire house of highlights, and they are from Chicago. They're Knicks, Lakers, and Chicago Bulls they, fans. They don't give an f about the Grizzlies <laughs> at all, and they were just like greeting every team, and they had just gotten to the Grizzlies, and one of them just out of the blue said. Dylan Brooks' shot IQ is incredibly questionable. I was watching their national TV game the other night, and it was just – I was thinking to myself, I'm like, he's not – he's a decent defender, but he's not a good enough defender to have the shot IQ that he does. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, wow. Wow. So people outside of Memphis notice this too. That's how bad his shot selection is. Yeah. Anyways, continue. No, what's funny is when I was watching – I was going back through after we watched the game because obviously we couldn't hear the game or we didn't get to see all the game because we were playing trivia, but – uh, I went back to watch the highlights, and what was so funny to me is they didn't even, like, reset the shot clock. 
because Dylan dribbled it down fast break and pulled up, <laughs> bricked it, and they didn't even reset the shot clock. <laughs> we, let's get to the trade. I feel bad. We turned this into another like but F no, Dylan I, show. I, I, <laughs> this I, is another <laughs> F Dylan show. I'm so mad at him right now because, like you said, in it's five years, bro. I know. I swear to God, if I wake up tomorrow thing. morning and I see the Grizzlies have extended Dylan Brooks, I will cry. Uh, I'll be so mad. And it won't be tears of joy. It'll be tears of straight. It's trading anger. Rudy Gay for Tayshawn Prince. Yes. It's the same thing. I'm not asking for the world. We've talked ad nauseum about the Jay Crowder. I would love to have Jay Crowder back. I wish you never got rid of him in the first place. Yes. That's a different story for a different day. I would love to see a Dylan Brooks to Phoenix for yeah. Jay Crowder. You tell me who says no. Y'all let me know. Anything. Anyway, this is the thing I was smiling about. I am on board with... It obviously, in order to make contracts work, because that's what I was doing before we started, in order to make the contracts work, it would probably have to be a combination of Dylan and Danny Green and probably Xavier Tillman just to make that a little more enticing for this team, for Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olenek from the Utah Jazz. The real ones know the Jordan Clarkson argument from a couple months back. I won that argument. I'm not saying that I would – I would still rather have Colin Sexton, but they're not going to trade Colin Sexton because they just signed him to a deal and he's a part of their future. I think. And I eventually gave in. I just love how it's full circle. And now you well, it is full Clarkson. circle, but I think Jordan Clarkson would be better suited on our team than starting for a rat jazz team. I think he would, too, and Utah would be the one to ship him off because I don't know if Danny Ainge would also, or not. Also, I, I, I did start noticing something. So, uh, I obviously – subject real quick. No, no, no. I, no, this is still on the oh, Utah okay, Jazz. Okay. I, I think we're going to start seeing the jazz trade soon. Because Kelly Olenek has until November 21st until he can be traded. So that means that the final trade that they've made would finally – everybody has their restrictions off of them. And I was noticing – because obviously, for those of you all that don't know, I'm a huge fantasy person. I love football and basketball. I even played baseball last year, but I won't be doing that again. But I had Colin Sexton because I drafted him late in the in the draft, and I was like, I'll, t- I'll take him because I love Colin Sexton. His minutes have been going down. They've been upticking Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Kelly Olenek – They've been uptaking all of these veterans these last few weeks. And, Trade. like, you're seeing Ke- Colin Sexton go down to, like, 14 minutes. You're seeing all these guys go down to, like, 10 minutes lower than what they've usually been getting. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, they're getting they're getting their stock so high that they can get rid of them. Exactly so, and obviously, we've talked Boost a lot about that. Boost their averages and look as inflated as possible. And when you're on the phone, you're like, well, look, he's averaging, exactly. you know, X amount. And the, the reason I'm more on this Jordan Clarkson trade right now is because I would – I, we need somebody that can just come in and score. We need it with Desmond. Bain. We need we need it with Desmond Bain, but without him, we need it even more. Can you imagine our regular starting five and then having a, a former six man of the year coming off the bench with Dylan, with Brandon Clark, who's a walking yes. double double if he has Jaron yes. with him? Like that second unit is going to look incredible. Yeah, and obviously that's also helps us not have to throw in rookies into the fire. I'm sorry. Yeah. As much as we, we just talked about David Roddy while he was getting minutes, we're, this is Jaw's fourth year. This is we're not. Stop throwing these rookies exactly. in the fire so early. Like, give them a chance to get acclimated to the league. I think that would be a good thing. But I'm, as I much trust as, the front office. I do too, and they're going to make the right decisions. And we're just having fun talking about this, just for the sake of talking about it. But the reason I would prefer doing that, Kelly Olynyk and Jordan Carson, getting Kelly Olynyk would be a steal. Yes, we have needed a backup big that can score from the perimeter for so damn long. Getting a Kelly Olenek would be him music next to my Brandon ears. Clark would be incredible. It would be, and that him would next allow next to Jaron would be incredible. Exactly. Next to Stephen Adams would, would even be, be good. Exactly, and it probably 
it mean goodbye to Xavier Tillman. I'd, I'd miss him, but yeah. Shout out Xavier Tillman, y'all. Y'all know how much we both love him. He got sent to the G League today, so I'm just glad that he's going to get some actual and, playing and time. Bro, I will forever remember the shot against Golden State to get into the playoffs. I love Xavier, Xavier Tillman. Tillman. Xavier Tillman's a really good basketball player. Yes. I just don't know why they don't play him as much. Yes, like especially in that game last night. Like that's the perfect game to play him it in just, when I mean, Sa's off the court because he's getting run off the court. Play a guy that can exactly. stay on the court. It just amazes me how people like get so attached to a roster who like hasn't won even their conference yet. Like no. we have to obviously we keep this the nu- core. Yeah, yeah, the core. Aside from him. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> and we keep the nucleus and then you build around it. It's yeah. the reason the Grizzlies have been so so great these past several years is because John Morant's our guy, we build around it. People thought we were taking a step back all Grizzlies fans thought we were taking a step back when the Jonas Valanciunas and Steven Adams trade happened. Including us? Yeah, including us. And I don't give a damn what you say. You, nobody was sitting there like, oh, thank God. Because Steven Adams was coming off his worst year of his career, career. in New Orleans. Yeah. And we're like, what the hell, JV will give us. But they, I'm telling you, the front office knew what they were doing. Exactly. Knew you have to make moves to be at the pinnacle. Yeah. And they will do that. Because they're agree. not satisfied with the second round. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And obviously – I just want to say one final thing. I love Dylan Brooks. You know, you love Dylan Brooks. I'm frustrated right now. Obviously, it's highlighted by Desmond Bain being out. Exactly. I know what he's capable of, but we just have to. I need to see him. I don't even know how to say it. Produce more on the defensive end as opposed to the offensive end. Exactly. Obviously, with Desmond Bain being out, he's going to shoot a hell of a lot more now. Absolutely. But. For those of you all out there, I do love Dylan Brooks, and I love if he stays on this Grizzly team, I'll be okay with it. I will cry if we we're extend him. We're gonna be him, happy either way, because guess what? We're gonna look at Zach Kleiman, say I trust you. I trust you. I trust I you. Love my you dog. so much more than Chris Wallace. Thank Zach God Kleiman. you're not Chris Wallace. I love him. <laughs> exactly, bro. You got anything else? I don't. But go Grizz. Result? Yeah. Friday sure. night against OKC. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to. It. You got any thoughts on that Friday night matchup? I think we should beat them, even without. Desmond we should Bain. take care of them, even though we're they've been playing really well right now. Hopefully, get our tenth win. That'd be great to get to double digits. Yep. Um, also, one more thing. We're going to be in person next week as well. Uh, so, hopefully, you like this format. I don't think. As long as they're listening to us, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thankful for each and every one of you. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Comment what you think. If you disagree with the Dylan Brooks take, any of these trades, comment what you think. We always respond. We want to know what you guys are thinking for sure uh, when it comes to our Memphis Grizzlies. Absolutely. All right. Well, Coop, hope you have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Go, Go Grizz.